I used to have this thought that would go round and round in my head. If I could just lose this last seven pounds, then everything's going to be okay. I honestly, truly believed that seven pounds was the difference between me feeling too big and me feeling just right. And that losing it would make my confidence bloom, my self-esteem grow and for everything to be right with the world. And how many of us do that to ourselves? We say, just another seven pounds, or I just want to be where I was before I had kids, or I don't need to lose loads of weight, just this bit here. Well, today is all about what I call the myth of the last seven pounds, how it's affected our confidence, our mood and our self-esteem and a different perspective that's going to make that last seven pounds seem like something totally and utterly different. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 69 of the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. I hope you've had a great start to the autumn so far, and I'm all excited this week because I've just thrown open the doors to power up your perimenopause again. So if you've been thinking about joining me to help you reclaim your confidence, your energy, your fitness, and to feel your most amazing self, then all you've got to do is head over to poweruppyourperimenopause.com to join us. I've loved supporting so many amazing women through this course, and I'm really, really proud of the way it's helped them to feel fitter, stronger, and better, both physically and mentally. And I would love, obviously, for you to be a part of that too. So if you want to find out more, if you want to join me, then you just need to head to the link in the show notes or power up yourperimenopause.com. Now, one of the discussions that I have regularly within that group is around the issue of weight gain. You know, it happens to us at various times of life, doesn't it? So often pregnancy postnatal related, you know, I have a lot of women that come to me postnatally and they're like, oh, I want to lose my baby weight. For some of us, it's been a bit of a thing during lockdowns and the subsequent stresses of 2020 and 2021. I know for sure that has been a little factor for me there. And for some women, it shows up as we get into our 40s and beyond. So I I think I've kind of had the double whammy of lockdowns plus early 40s hormone changes happening to me. And, you know, what we tend to find at that time of life particularly is that we can do all of the same things we used to, but the weight doesn't necessarily quite seem to shift in the same way. Now, there are obviously quite a few reasons for this, particularly for those of us in perimenopause years. I'm not going to go into that here because that is not what this episode is about. But if that's kind of piqued your interest, if you want to find out more about that, you can head over to the Perimenopause Sessions episode four. It came out in February 2022 between episodes 38 and 39 of the podcast. I will link to it in the show notes as well. But do go have a listen of that because that talks particularly and specifically about that sort of perimenopause weight gain, why it's happening and what you can do about it. So do head over there if you want to have a little listen. But what I want to really talk about today is this idea of always needing to lose weight. Uh, The fact that 
often us women always need feel like we need to be in a different place to where it, wherever it is we happen to be right now. So for my postnatal clients, for example, I will often hear them say that they just want to feel like their old selves again. They want to get back to their pre-baby weight and shape. But it's honestly prevalent with pretty much everyone I work with, postnatal or not, uh, and right through to those perimenopause years as well. You know, this idea that we want to be back in that place where we felt most comfortable or most confident or most like ourselves. And actually, the first thing that I want to say about this, and this is something that I've noticed in myself as well, is that back when I was in the depths of dieting and I was a lot lighter and smaller than I am now, even then it was never enough. And I think we tend to romanticize these past versions of ourselves when often, even when we were at that smaller size, we had something else we didn't like about ourselves, or we were still wondering if another few pounds was going to make all the difference. You know, for me, I actually started dieting in my late 20s. So I'd started seeing my husband, my now husband um, at the time. And obviously I, I went from going to the gym regularly. And actually, I i mean, I did used to drink, but it used to be confined to the weekends. I didn't really drink at home at all. And then we started seeing each other and the gym kind of waned a little bit and we were drinking more and we were eating out more. And I definitely, definitely put on, you know, a good half stone, maybe even more at that point. And sort of remember thinking, oh God, yeah, I've got to get back to normal. So after those first few, like the honeymoon months, uh, I'm sure you've all been there. I was like, right, need to get back to the gym, need to sort myself out, need to make sure that I, you know, I, I lose this weight that I've gained. So I started with diets and it was a journey that went on for me for about 15 years. I'd say from my late 20s, probably right through to, well, my late 30s, early 40s. And you know what, even when I was at my smallest, so I'll, I'll um, let you in on a little secret here, but when I, when I was at my smallest, I probably weighed just over 10 stone. So I was maybe 10 stone two, 10 stone three. It took a lot of work to be there, like a lot of work. But even so, even when I was that small, I remember all I kept thinking was, oh, I'll be happy if it's nine stone something. And I was literally obsessed with being nine stone something. Do you know what? It never happened because I could never exercise enough. I could never eat little enough to actually get down to nine stone something. And so my kind of weight floated just above it. And I remember feeling bad about it. Uh, I remember feeling stressed about it. I remember feeling frustrated about it all the time. So I think that's the first thing. Often when we say to ourselves, I just want to be back to where I felt most comfortable or most confident or whatever, or when I felt my smallest or when I felt that was a good weight for me, quite often we've romanticized that a little bit and we've kind of looked at that without remembering the other stuff that was going on. You know, and, and over the years since then, I've, you know, particularly after pregnancies, for example, and I wanted to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight, I would, I would romanticize that. And I would say to myself, if I could just be what I was before, if I could just get back down to that like 10 stone weight, that'd be amazing. Seeming to forget that even when I was there, I was obsessed about getting under the 10 stone mark. There was something about getting into those single digits that would just was like, I just wanted to be there. I just wanted to be there. And, we can also forget what it took for us to be in that place. You know, we may have had to diet and restrict to be in that place. And that for sure was true of me. I was restricting all the time. I was obsessed with food. I was hungry a lot of the time. I was, you know, making not very healthy choices, actually, 
to reduce calories and to make sure that I stayed small. And it was stressful. It was really, really, really stressful for me to be in that place. We forget that we were younger. (laughs) We forget that weight loss in our 20s and early 30s is actually a lot easier. So like I used to go on holiday, for example, and I'd, you know, Obviously, the binge would happen because I'd been restricting before holiday. The binge would happen on holiday. I'd come back feeling so much more, you know, so much heavier, more bloated, whatever than I had done when I went out. And I would just be like, right, let's go back to normal. Let's go back to my usual restrict and I will get back to where I want to. And it was relatively easy. It was relatively easy to do that, relatively quick to do that. But it gets harder as we get older. And so we sometimes forget that as well, that our bodies change. Our bodies change as we get older. And actually, our priorities change as well. You know, when I was at my smallest, I didn't have kids. You know, I was able to get up early and go to the gym every day. I was able to, you know, be very controlled around my food. I was able to not have a load of food in the house and just go and, you know, shop on a day-by-day basis to make sure that there wasn't always a load of food tempting me in the house and things like that. So I had a very different lifestyle. I had a lifestyle that allowed me to do that, that allowed me to have that obsession. And that's not true anymore. But yeah, many of us may have spent years and years on that diet roller coaster in order to feel good and feel comfortable about ourselves. I know that's not true for all of us, but I know for the, that for a lot of us, that's often the case. And often when we talk about, oh, I just want to be back there. I just want to feel like my old self again. That old self is actually somebody who is on a diet roller coaster, somebody who was restricting to an extent somebody who maybe wasn't still feeling good about themselves. Like they were where they wanted to be, but they were still thinking, actually, if it could just be a bit less, if that number could be a bit smaller, that'd be amazing. Um, So that's the first thing is just remembering that, you know, you, we romanticize that. We forget what it took. We forget what place we're in. We forget that we had different priorities. We forget that we had more time. We forget that our lifestyle allowed us to stay smaller. And we forget that as we get older, it's okay to not be quite as small as we used to be. It's kind of okay. It's okay. And it's also worth remembering, and this is something I have to remind myself as well, is that in making that choice to diet a lot over the years, that had an effect on my weight as it is now. Because the more we diet, the more we get pushed into a place where losing and maintaining that weight loss gets harder and harder and harder. You know, when I first started diets in my 20s, when I, I didn't really need to, in all honesty, I didn't need to. And I began that restrict and binge cycle. It meant that the more I did it, the more I had to do it. You know, every time I came back off the diet, the weight went on and I had to do it again and again and again. So the more I did it, the more I had to do it and the less it actually worked. And I think that many of us uh, do come to a crossroads with that. You know, I certainly did that crossroads where we're like, well, I really want the weight loss. I really want to lose the seven pounds or, you know, whatever that number is for us. It may not be seven pounds, but we also struggle to do it. We struggle with how to do it in a way that actually fits with our lives as they are right now. And honestly, we can spend years and years beating ourselves up for it and starting over and over again and going, why can't I just lose this last seven pounds? And we can become obsessed with it. And it's like, it, it, we just keep saying to ourselves, if I could just lose the seven pounds, if I could just lose the seven pounds, everything would be okay. But you know, weight loss is hard. It's really bloody hard and it gets harder as we get older. So, you know, there is no denying that at all. And if you, as you probably know, if you've listened to my podcast before, I'm definitely on the anti-diet camp. 
because of this, because of all of the stuff that I've just talked about. It's why I think that, you know, this idea of the last seven pounds, this idea of I'll just go on a diet, I'll just, it's the last time. I'm going to do it for the last time. I'm going to lose seven pounds. Everything's going to be okay. It's not because you'll do it and then you'll put the weight on and then you'll do it and then you'll put the weight on and it will just keep going round and round and round. And, you know, when I look at myself, when I look at the women that I work with who have dieted a lot over the years, I see that there's so, so, so much that we have to unravel around this idea of smaller is better losing that last seven pounds would be better. I will feel better. It will give me my confidence. Because actually, all all that that does, if we stay in that same place where we keep telling ourselves that we're not small enough, it affects our mental well-being. It means that we never allow ourselves to feel good until we're like, I will allow myself to feel okay, to feel better, to feel confident, to feel good, only when I've lost the seven pounds. And if you've spent years trying to lose it or losing and gaining and losing and gaining, and you've never actually quite got there for for very long, then it means that you never allow yourself to feel good about yourself. Literally never. It means that you get on the roller coaster. Again, you lose, you gain, you lose, you gain. It's unsustainable. Um, It disrupts your gut health. And this is so important. So I've got something called SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And it's really manifested over the last few years where I have basically been bloated every single day. I start the day feeling a little bit bloated and I end the day some days looking like I am, I swear, five or six months pregnant. And it's not a food sensitivity. It's that uh, there is bacteria in places that it shouldn't be essentially. And it's just making me bloated all the time. And one of the factors for SIBO is diet history. (laughs) And I cannot get around the fact that my diet history, the restriction, the reduction of calories, the uh, going hungry for long periods, etc., etc., has probably played a hand along with stress. And of course, weight loss is stressful as well into me having SIBO and me now actually spending hundreds of pounds on a test to identify it, a test to identify what's going on with my gut bacteria, my gut health, and you know now working on sorting that out, on actually building up my gut microbiome and, and you know stopping the bloating. And actually gut health is really important for your weight as well. And an imbalance in gut health is not good. It's not good for your weight either. So that's just my little side story there of oh, uh, yet another reason not to diet because it, th- this, you know, I am convinced that it is part of my story. This is part of the reason I've struggled with this so much over the years. And it has made me feel actually really rubbish. The other reason I'm anti-diet is because it's never enough. Like I said before, I, you know, even when I was at my smallest, it was never enough. It was never enough. And also, and this is a really, really, really important one that I don't think that we necessarily realise, is that as you lose weight, as you restrict calories, you burn muscle. And when you burn muscle, you decrease your metabolic rate. So the more that you do that, the more that you do that over and over and over again, the more muscle that you lose, obviously you lose strength, but also your metabolic rate decreases and keeps decreasing. And that's not good news, is it? Because it means that when you stop the diet, because it's unsustainable, you know, you will go back to normal, but you'll put weight on even quicker because you haven't got the muscle to increase your metabolic rate. And muscle is so important. And I think particularly for those of you um, that are listening who are in that perimenopause space, 
it's even more important. We start losing muscle from our mid-30s onwards. And, you know, if we want to stay strong and healthy and well, we want to have quality of life and we want to maintain our weight, actually, as well, we need to maintain and we need to increase our muscle mass. And if we're dieting all the time, we cannot do that. You can't increase your muscle mass or you can't maintain your muscle mass if you're always in a calorie deficit and if you're always dieting. So that's a really, really, really important thing that I think a lot of people don't necessarily realise. You know, it, it causes issues for the long term. It really, really does. Now, what I want to say about this is I am not anti-weight loss. I think because I talk a lot about being anti-diet uh, and all of that, I think people translate that into, oh no, you don't like it, don't like weight loss. That is not the case. <laughs> that is absolutely not the case. However, I just want to make sure that us women are not holding ourselves ransom our entire lives and not allowing us, ourselves to feel good until they've reached the prize weight. Because if there's one thing I've learned, it's that the vast majority of us are not at a weight that we want to be at. The vast majority of us are holding off feeling good about ourselves because we're not at the right weight. The vast majority of us are spending our lives beating ourselves up and dieting and going on the roller coaster. And it's still not getting us where we want to be. It's still not having us feel the way that we want to feel. And that last seven pounds conversation is firmly in there with, you know, the stuff that frustrates me, but also the stuff that I used to say myself, that if I could just lose it, it would be okay. And, you know, what I've learned over the years is that actually you can be confident and happy at a size that may have horrified you before. You know, if I had told 35-year-old me what 45-year-old me weighed, like she would have been horrified for sure. Actually, I don't know what I weigh, but I know, I know I know it's more than I was when I was 35. But actually, one of the things that I had to do in my journey to get there was to let go of this myth of the last seven pounds, to stop telling myself that if I just did that last diet, if I just did that last bit of weight loss, if I just restricted one last time, just for a few weeks, that everything would be okay because it never was and it, and it never will be. And once I let go of that and lots of other stuff as well, obviously. It helped me to relax around food. It helped me to learn to be okay with myself exactly as I am right now. And also my weight stabilised. So I don't spend my life feeling anxious about weight gain all the time. Would I, in an ideal world, like to be smaller than I am right now? Yeah, I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to sit here and say, I am 100% on board with exactly where I am right now. I'm not going to say that. But I also know that if I was a stone and a half lighter than I am now, I would still be saying the same thing anyway. So that doesn't actually matter. <laughs> Whether or not I'm exactly where I want to be doesn't actually matter because it will never be enough like we discussed before. But the, the important thing is my weight's now stabilised. So you know when you're on that diet roller coaster and you, you lose the weight, you feel great, everyone's complimenting you, you feel wonderful, you've got the feel-good hormones floating around, it feels fab. And then you start to gain the weight and then the anxiety kicks in and it makes you feel anxious every time you eat the chocolate or the cake or, you know, you do the binge because, you know, the, the restrict is always followed by the binge. And every time you do the binge, you feel anxious and worse about yourself. And it, it just, oh, it just goes on and on. And actually now, because I've just let myself be, my weight has stabilised. So I don't have that anxiety all the time about, oh my God, what if I, what if I gain weight? What if I gain weight? Oh, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. And the other thing is I actually enjoy food and exercise without it being something to obsess over or to control myself with or to punish myself with. Now, I've always enjoyed exercise, but you know, there were times when it, it was, it became this punishment, this punishment for my body not being smaller than I wanted it to be. 
where it was like, oh, if I just do this workout, I'm going to lose that last seven pounds. It's going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, all of those things have happened since I've let go of this myth of the last seven pounds. And here's the other thing. And I think that this is so bloody important to remember. And this is the thing that I tell myself and I remind myself of every time I get into that space of, oh, I wonder if I could just lose a few pounds. And I remind myself of this. And it is that the last seven pounds represents the pleasure in your life. So it represents meals out without having to pick and choose carefully and pick the dish that you think is going to be lowest in calories rather than the dish you actually really want. And don't even get me started on like calories on menus. It makes me so cross because, you know, if you're eating out three or four times a week, yeah, fair enough. You might want to think a bit carefully about what you're having. But the fact is for most of us, how often do we go out? How often do you go out with your other half? Like, I don't know, once a month, something like that. We don't go out that often. I don't want to know the calorie count of my nice meal out. I don't need to know that. I want to choose what I want rather than being forced to like choose something low calorie for actually no sake at all. Because it doesn't, you know, balance that over a month. It really doesn't make any difference. It really doesn't. So, you know, that last seven pounds represents just being able to choose what the hell you want and to enjoy it without like having something you think you should have, but that you're just not enjoying as much. That last seven pounds represents birthday cake with your kids. It represents a few late afternoon drinks with a friend on a summer's day. It represents a roast and a glass of red on a winter Sunday. And I don't know about you, but I am not giving those things up. 100% those things need to be in my life. And I am not, not, not going to stop doing them for the sake of a few pounds, and for the sake of seven pounds or a stone or whatever that might be. And actually, if we forever obsess over the last seven pounds, we lose so much more than just weight. We lose pleasure. We lose freedom. We lose joy. And we lose ourselves to trying to gain control and to feeling bad about ourselves and to never, ever, ever being enough. And honestly, the healthiest choices to make for ourselves are the ones we make when we feel free to choose. I am healthier now than I was 10 years ago, for sure, for sure. So for example, you know, I used to, um, I do Weight Watchers online sometimes and I felt like elite, I needed to shift a few pounds. And um, one of the things that I would do is I would have crunchy nut cornflakes and skim milk for breakfast because it was less points to do that than it was to have like porridge or something. And so I would do that because then it meant that I could save myself for wine in the evening or a piece of cake in the evening or, you know, going out for dinner at the weekend. Now, that is not a healthy choice to make. I made that choice purely for weight loss, purely to make sure that I kept within my points for the week but we know that that is not a good place to be. That is not a healthy choice. And so I make much, much, much healthier choices for myself now that I feel free to choose rather than because I am trying to lose that last seven pounds. And, you know, we will make healthier choices when we have the opportunity to do the things that are going to make us feel good rather than just what makes us smaller. And this is ultimately what I want for every single woman out there. I want you to feel great whether you've lost weight or not, whether you've got rid, and I say got rid in, you know, inverted commas of that last seven pounds or not. You know, I want you to feel great in and of yourself right now and stop worrying about that last seven pounds and to remember that the pressure we put on ourselves to lose that bit of weight, to lose that last bit of weight is immense. It's immense. And it takes away pleasure from our lives and it makes us disconnect with what makes us feel good 
because all that we want is the weight loss. So we disconnect with what makes us feel good and we lose the pleasure. And this is the biggest thing for me. I want you to, like, next time you're about to say to yourself, oh, if only I was what I weighed before, if only I was, I just want you to remember, yeah, but, 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 this is pleasure. These are the pleasure pounds. Actually, I've just thought of that, the pleasure pounds. (laughs) That's what I'm going to call them from now on. The pleasure pounds are important. So that's where I want you to be. I want you to feel great. I want you to let yourself feel good now. Not when you've lost the weight, but now. And if feeling great is what you want to feel, then that is what Power Up Your Perimenopause is all about. Now, yes, we do talk about what's going on with your hormones that makes weight loss harder from your early 40s onwards. And we work on the stress reduction, the nutrition and the exercise strategies that are going to help you to be your healthiest self. But it's about so, so much more than that as well. It's about building your strength and confidence. It's about increasing your energy and focus. It's about taking you from feeling a bit confused and overwhelmed and not quite knowing where to start to having a brilliant progressed plan that's going to make you feel amazing throughout the perimenopause. Now, this 12-week course is for you if you've started to notice some of the signs and symptoms and sometimes subtle changes of the perimenopause and you're ready to get to work on making those targeted lifestyle changes that are going to make you feel better mentally and physically too. Inside, you're going to get a progressed fitness plan that's going to build your energy, fitness, strength and confidence. You're going to get short, digestible weekly videos on various aspects of perimenopause fitness and wellness to keep you empowered with all the knowledge you need. And you're going to get weekly nutrition or self-care tasks that are really going to amp up your results. And it goes almost without saying that there is also a ton of support from me as well, but you're going to have to be really, really, really quick. So the early bird 20% discount ends at midnight on Tuesday, the 27th of September. And then the doors are going to close again on Friday, the 30th of September. So all you've got to do is head over to powerupyourperimenopause.com and quote Perry 20, that's P-E-R-I 20 before Tuesday even to claim your discount and to get instant access to the course as well. We're just going to take a minute out here to hear from Kate, who is one of my fabulous Power Up Your Perimenopause members. When I first came across Alex and Power Up Your Menopause, I wasn't actively looking for a wellness or fitness program at all. I hadn't even realised that the things I'd been feeling in the last year or so were anything to do with the menopause. Um, I didn't have hot flushes um, and that was the main symptom that I'd heard of in relation to the menopause. But I did have this increased irritability with the kids and I was tired and I had this weird inability to concentrate on more than one thing at once which I've now come to realise was probably brain fog connected with the perimenopause. And the more I discovered about the course, the more I realised it was the perfect fit for me. Um, I loved the workouts and the flexibility to do them whenever I wanted to. I was lifting weights for the first time in 25 years and it felt so good to use those dormant muscles. Um, It was fabulous to have the structure of weekly challenges and I can't praise Alex highly enough for being always available. She was quick to respond to queries and hugely motivating. Above all, I think it helped me see this phase of life as a new opportunity rather than just something to be endured. I think if anyone is thinking about joining, I would say don't hesitate for a second. You won't regret it. It was brilliant. Thanks, Alex. 
Right, so there we have it, the myth of the last seven pounds. What did you think? Does that make sense? Does that resonate with you? Um, does it maybe make you think a bit differently about that eternal battle to lose a bit more weight? I really, really hope so, because like I say, I'm all about freeing women up from those ties that bind us and giving you the space to feel great about yourself literally wherever you are right now, because you deserve that. You really, really do. You can feel good right now. So I'm sending you lots of positive feel-good vibes and I'm going to see you back here again next week. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at AlexChickFit for plenty more inspiration.